Welcome to Do The Woo, episode 86. Bob, the year's almost over. How are you doing? Good, good. It's, um, yeah, it is. It's, you know, I think we have uh, one or two, two more shows. No, one. One more show. Just one more Ooh. show. And then, then we're back in January. So you've, I think you haven't missed a week, I don't think. No, I haven't. In fact, I missed Thursday of Thanksgiving for the regular Do the Woo, but we did a Woo Perspective that week earlier. So one way or another, I, um, I, I'll, I'll show up. You know, Me and somebody else will show up on the airwaves, so people just can't get away from us. It's been fantastic. Uh, it's been great to see all the folks who've come on this year. And there's, you know, the WooCommerce community is already big and growing. It's been fun to, to see it growing over the course of the year. We've got a great guest coming up today. But first, we've got some sponsors to thank. And these are our community sponsors. They'll be um, moving into 2021 with us, PayPal, with the holidays fast approaching. Uh, those buy now, pay later options. You know, make sure there's still time to get them in there. And all you have to do is go get the PayPal checkout extension, install it, make sure everything's connected, toggle it on. You know, it's it's that simple. So it might be a good time to pop that in there and see how things go. Then, of course, WooCommerce.com 4.8 was released on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, um, minor update, mostly around compatibility with PHP yeah. 8. Uh, you know, WordPress 5.6 and uh, the new default theme coming out. And there was a couple other features. I think two of the features were that they kind of pointed out was um, on the home screen, you can now choose between one and two columns. And there is now a screen for analytics for variation, variable products. So you're able to track those sales a bit more. So, yes, good. WooCommerce 4.8. Um we're ready to hit the holidays with that. So, yeah, I think that's it. And why don't we go ahead and get into the show? Fantastic. And on the WooCommerce 4.8, it's been great to see us keeping up the release cadence as well. This has been a big year on that side with a new release. Earlier this year, we switched to monthly, and the team has been keeping that up and running. So, uh, so far, so good. And it's been great to see the progress. So, we have a fantastic guest today. Cami, my, I'm going to have you pronounce your last name for us. It's McNamara. McNamara. Cami McNamara. Yeah. Cami, it's great to have you joining us. You've been a part of this community for a while. And would you just kind of open up and tell us like, how do you how do you do the Woo? Where did you sort of first get started in this world of, of WooCommerce? Well, um, my my very first introduction to WooCommerce was I believe in 2013 or 2014, and um, Bob was hosting a WordPress meetup in West Seattle, um, which is where I live. And at the time, I had been using, I started using WordPress in around 2007, just as kind of a blog add-on to the websites that I was building the old school way with HTML and CSS. And um, around 2010, it was like, wow, I can build a whole, I can do my entire business with WordPress. And then, you know, slowly but surely people started wanting shopping carts. So that's when I kind of uh, started doing some research and it, it seemed like the best one. It's to me, it's the best option still. And um, I am a solopreneur. So the scale of shopping carts that I set up for clients are small. Um, 
I pass along business for large carts just because I don't have the bandwidth to put a 500 SKU uh, website together for someone. So um, anyway, I find that it is just incredibly easy for my clients to figure out how to use because they're usually working in concert with me and setting things up. So that's how I ended up finding it uh, through a WordPress meetup that Bob did. So one of the things I'm curious about, so you've been consistently busy over the years. There's, you've uh-huh. had quite a bit of experience doing client service work. How has this year in particular with COVID and folks you know, being kind of stuck indoors and all this stuff, like you, you live in the West Coast, how has that affected your business and, and particular interests in, in or not for e-commerce? Well, I will say that... Um, I was a little concerned in April and May. I had a I had a big drop in new business. Mm. I uh, offer care plan services though, and I have like 150 clients in my care plan service package, and that was still going just fine. Good, right? And that really helped me get through that couple of months of not getting new business. But by the time we ended up in September or later. Um, I feel like I'm going to end the year slightly down from last year, but it's been pretty good um, in terms of new business. And a lot of my existing clients came to me and said, hey, you know, for instance, I've had a couple estheticians say, I want to sell my products online and I just add a woo card to their website. Nice. So and most of the time we're using Stripe or PayPal. You know, the setup's been pretty, um, pretty easy. Um, for, for both part, I, I really have my clients help me with the setup usually of WordPress because there's a lot of things about shipping and taxes. And I utilize the WP 101 plugin. Oh, cool. Pay premium for that and turn on the Woo, um, tutorials. And that has, that's a huge help to me as well. So, and also Zoom has been great because it's much easier than, you know, trying to get an appointment, meeting them in person. You know, I've got them all trained now for me to help them with some of the setup that I'm asking for their help with, with a shared screen. So that's been great too. So I don't think COVID, I mean, it, it's certainly, it's, it's been tough to see my clients struggle. Yeah. And most of my clients are on the West Coast. And, you know, just today I took down all the patio. We have this beautiful patio that, you know, my clients set up down in California because they shut all outdoor dining down there and stuff like that. So it's been tough. But more and more uh, of my clients want to sell something, whether it be a gift card or, you know, a download. Just there's a lot of options for them now. One more thing I'm curious about. So uh, you're you're a solopreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm curious to know more about your your thinking there because like I'm a big fan of it. Like there's so many. Th- sometimes we have this like oh you got to grow and you got to get bigger. You got to do these other things. Like how do you think about that? You've been doing this for a long time. You built up a steady practice. Right. I'm really passionate about the thing that making it okay for somebody to just do it themselves. And I I was uh, I did a little something with GoDaddy a couple of weeks ago about that. And so many times people make you feel like you're not successful if you're not growing and you're not an agency. And when you go to WordCamp, a lot of times you're in these talks and they're always for agencies. 
most of the time. Yeah. Uh, but you can do it by yourself. And I've been doing it alone for 18 years. Um, is I work incredibly hard, but I've done a lot of great trainings on how to onboard properly. Like Jennifer Bourne, her profitable project plan training is great. WP Elevation with Troy Dean. Like the two of those combined made me realize that I can have the mindset of an agency and just have it be me doing the work. So I'm usually working on about 20 new websites at one time. Plus I have my care plan business. So, you know, as long as you have systems and habits and, you know, you're very regimented, you can totally do it by yourself if you want to. Um, you can outsource other things like, you know, you can have, make sure somebody's doing your accounting, you know, get your house cleaned every now and then have your groceries delivered. You know, there's quite a bit of things that you can do and with automation. I feel like I have a whole virtual assistant team just with the automation that I have set up. It was about, I think two years ago or so I read uh, a guy named Paul Jarvis wrote a book called company of one. Yes. I read that book too. It's a great book. And I, there, there's so much, like you said, there, there's a bit of a stigma, like, oh, you're not growing. And it's like, well, yeah, yeah like I am growing as a, I'm learning more things, like I'm getting better at what I do, but I don't need to just continue to add, increase my overhead. And it doesn't mean that like, if you were to just add more like full-time staff and grow, you're not necessarily providing the better product to your clients. And you're also not necessarily making more profit. Yes, that's the key. <laughs> um, in my previous life, I worked as an allocation analyst for um, Jay Jacobs and Eddie Bauer, two Northwest companies. And um, I became a mom and that was a really busy job. So there were three of us that um, came up with our own polo and trophy gift business. Oh, wow. And um, there were five of us. And when you divided everything by five, it made no sense <laughs> to do it. I mean, it was, it was okay. But you know, when you um, become an agency, you're, you're going to split the profits. So, um, you know, I don't do that. Yeah. And um, that's one other advantage. But I feel I feel like there are certain people that are entrepreneurs, um, and I think that's a different mindset than a business owner, right? Like I really am not what my business name is Webcami Site Design, and I'm never going to sell that. <laughs> like I have I have plans in the retirement community to be the one that helps all the people. You know, <laughs> I'm always going to be Webcami. So I feel like being a solopreneur, it's been great for me. And I really want to encourage other people that, that feel inferior to really embrace what they're doing. And just like the book of Company of One, you can have tremendous success at it. I'm really glad to hear you say that. I agree wholeheartedly. And I think that's a big part of a healthy ecosystem is a lot of diversity. Agencies are fantastic. They're going to do their thing. You're going to have small agencies and big agencies, solopreneurs, like people who like have, it's very reputation based, right? And okay. people, you build a reputation, people know what they're going to get and you, you eventually get into the waiting list territory. Like there's so much value there and you can, so it's, that's great to hear. And I agree. Like I want to see more of that. I, I'm a, a big fan. Having experienced both, I've had, or I've done a little micro agency. I've done my own thing. I've been in the big agency. Right. They all do different things and they provide value. 
uh, one's not better than the other. And it's important that people. No, yeah, exactly. I mean, I really admire my friends who run agencies here in Seattle and, um, you know, I, I send referrals to them a lot, right? Like, you know, I, I do have a limit of what I know I can take on to and still produce quality work, right? So I don't hesitate to to send on, but I do wish that there was a little bit more representation at WordCamps and um, when we get to go to WordCamp again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I, I think of pre-WordPress for me and 17 years running a marketing business, marketing design business. And Judy and I basically ran that for 17 years and we would bring in specialty people when we needed, but we didn't have any desire to make it a big marketing agency. And we, you know, and when you were talking about, and I think both of you were mentioning when you have a, you want to learn something new. I was always into photography. My entire life I've been into photography. So I started doing my own photo shoots for our business. And I did a little bit more of this and I started doing, I did it at a mall once, photo shoots. We got some models and stuff and I did that. And instead of hiring, you know, a photographer because it was something I love doing. So I thought I'd bring it in and I brought it into the business and it was actually part of the business. It was an additional thing. It didn't take up more time. I would just say, okay, I have these photo type jobs. They were tied into it. And it actually led, led to a very interesting job. I was hired by a company here in uh, on the west side of Washington State in Kent. It's a smaller um, city outside of Seattle to go in for one week and take pictures of every one of their auto parts. They sold auto Napa auto parts. So I set up this table with lighting and everything. And these two or three people would bring over one part at a time and I'd do two or three angles. They'd take it away. That's what I did for seven, five days straight. I think it was, maybe it was even longer than five days. It was the most tedious work I've ever done. I ended up getting a bad case of carpal tunnel syndrome when I did it because of my (laughs) camera constantly, but it, it was something I thought I would have never done. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't pursue jobs like that, nor did I get anything compared to that. But I did carry that through and I've been, you know, that's how I've been, you know, even going into Bob WP, it was like, okay, there's a brand again, I'm going to do this again. And that's kind of just how I roll. And, you know, it's just the comfort zone we both had, my wife and I. Thanks to our sponsor, PayPal. In time for the holiday season, PayPal has launched a new pay later option called Pay In For. This means that your clients can offer their customers the option to purchase over time in four interest-free payments. This feature is one of two options from PayPal for pay later, with the other being PayPal Credit, which gives store customers more purchasing power through flexible and transparent choices in how and when they pay. The second option is subject to consumer credit approval. So offering these payment options is good business. Did you know that 64% of consumers surveyed say they're more likely to make a purchase at a retailer that offers interest-free payment options? And 56% of consumers that responded agree that they prefer to pay a purchase back in installments rather than use a credit card. Well, this seems like a no-brainer to me. Clients can grow their sales and get paid up front with no additional risk or cost. All you need to do is download the PayPal checkout extension on the marketplace at woocommerce.com. 
Just head on over, click Marketplace, and search for the PayPal checkout. Suggesting that to your clients will certainly open up sales opportunities for them. Thanks to PayPal for being a community sponsor for Do The Woo. And now let's head back on over to the conversation. Let's talk about the solopreneurship just a little bit more. Sure. Because from So from my perspective, when I think about like, well, so there's a lot of good resources out there. I, I like this thread of encouraging folks listening to like it it's one's not better than the other, right? So thinking about what plays to your strengths. And the thing that stands out to me is like, yes, there's you, you does not mean you do all the things. And you made that point, but I just want to really kind of pull that out further. And uh, company of one talks about this, but this idea of like, all right, have someone who does your accounting for you, have someone who does housekeeping for you. If you want that abstracted out, right? Like, and that's a big aspect of making this work where it's like, play to your strengths and where you provide the most value for your clients. For most cases, that's not doing your own accounting. Sometimes it's really useful. It's important to understand those things. Right. But I think that's a part of what makes this work is that you're like, okay, where can I provide the value for my clients? Where's my interest lie as well? And there's often an intersection there. Where can I provide the value? And then for everything that's important, but not aligned, like you don't have to do all those things. And in fact, you're better served by like connecting with someone over here who can do the bookkeeping, it's connecting with someone over here who can do something more abstract and part in terms of your delivery. So I'm curious if you have any other thoughts on that, but I think that's an important aspect. I do. So I am a 10-year member of BNI, Business Networking International, right? So I'm in a networking group and there was a graphic designer in that networking group that we call we call ourselves Laverne and Shirley, okay? Because we share so many clients. I mean, we are a team. She's my agency without us being an agency. So if a customer comes to me and they need a logo, I have a person. If a customer comes to me and they need copywriting, I have a couple people for them to choose from. I have social media contacts. And so I'm constantly filling in the agency gaps with my um, partners, right? And I just, I give them referrals. Um, it's totally um, giving with no ex- expectation of receiving anything back. It's just, I know the best person for you to go to for this. And what ends up is I end up having these people I work with routinely. So we have routines and I know it's going to go smooth. And that makes my whole part of the process smooth as well. So, you um, you know, if you build out your network, then you're also enabling yourself. I'm focusing on what I'm best at, and that's building websites with WordPress. It's very true that you can really build that that kind of camaraderie with other people and not necessarily you're not in business together you're just supporting each other's businesses yeah and i think to know your limits too i mean i even go back to my previous business even with the photography there was times when i would look at a photography job okay i can't do this right exactly this is time to bring somebody in that i know marketing i mean we are a marketing agency but i bought in other marketing agencies a lot of times for example we worked with a mall and it was a really huge super mall. And we got somebody to come in and help us with some of that because her expertise in marketing was malls. So it's knowing, it's it's learning those new things and using them, but at the same time, knowing when you got to step back and say, whoa, you know, that photo job is not going to 
that that's not my piece of cake. I know somebody that can do this without any hassle. So there's, there's that knowing that, and that's building these, you know, like you said, partnerships, people you're working with, and it still gives you that independence, but you're just asking for help and getting the right people in there to make sure it all works out for your client. Right. You also become the person that your clients turn to when they need something and they're not sure where they're going to go. Right. So you you kind of become a Rolodex <laughs> in old terms for those people of like who what photographer or, you know, I, I routinely have clients send me selfies for their headshots, you know, and I'll just be like, you know, I, I do. I have this photographer. And even though we're in COVID, I know they could, you know, come in and take you know, uniform photos for your, for your website team page safely. And um, I'll, I'll share a link to a website that the photographers worked with. And it's almost always a slam dunk to get them. So my product ends up being better, and they're better served than just, you know, me not having that resource to share with them. So you've been in the world of e-commerce for a bit now, and it's now that you've focused on fairly basic projects and if bigger things would come up, like you can, you can work with others on them. One of the things I'm curious about, I was encouraged to hear you talk about WooCommerce being easy. Uh, it is though, it's fairly complex when you get into e-commerce. There's a lot of different parts and pieces, right? So I'm curious about your experience over the years. What's it been like you know, doing the projects here and there, watching WooCommerce grow in the ecosystem? Anything that stands out to you from your the experience that you've had you know when i woocommerce was its own i remember back when i first experienced it they only had like one or two themes that worked with it right it was i'm i'm going way way back and so i am most intrigued and the the place i want to grow with is figuring out how to use beaver themer and woocommerce so you know the theme building uh portion of Beaver Builder, which I I used uh, Studio Press Genesis themes for eight years. I know this is where Bob and I overlap too, because he was also in that ecosystem. And um, I switched to Beaver Builder in 2016. I'm consistently learning more and more about it. And the themer portion of it, I know is incredibly powerful. And I know interacts with WooCommerce. So that's something that I really want to explore because I feel like I could take on more Hmm. if I can get my own system down with it. But I do use it very like, for instance, I've got a, a home cleaner that developed her own cleaning products to sell to her clients that she hmm. services here in Seattle. And so I'm usually really selling that that physical product that you know, the customer, my customer is going to pack up and ship on their own, that type of thing. Although I did reach out to Bob, one client recently wanted to drop ship. And so I just went to the Woo add-ons area and found what the client needed, emailed Bob and said, Hey, do you know anything about this? And she ended up installing it and it's working great. Awesome. So one of the things I'm curious about is, so you're, is a bit about your like learning process, because as a solopreneur, you you have to prioritize like kind of what you focus on and and how you focus on it. So if you take something like on the one hand, yes, you can take e-commerce and boil it down to some some pretty simple things, right? It's not overly complex at the high level. It's a you know your customer 
one of your clients, they want to sell something and you're helping facilitate that through the web. So, uh, but on the other hand, there are so many different uh, routes that you can go with that and, and it's growing all the time. So I'm curious for like when in, in the agency world, Dick, you might have specialists pretty quickly, right? Like, okay, this person's going to just focus on this. This person's going to focus on this, which has pros and it also has cons. So I'm curious how you approach your learning process where he's like, you see the interest increasing more of your clients are asking about e-commerce. How do you, and, and you've chosen some sub ecosystems, right? Like you've chosen Beaver Builder. You could also be working in say Elementor or Studio Pro. Like there's a number of different things. Mm-hmm. So do you sort of focus on just sort of staying within an ecosystem and maximizing it? Do you continue to kind of look at what's happening elsewhere? Because you also have Gutenberg growing and sort of native themes that don't make use. How do you navigate just the ever increasing volume of more inputs and ways of doing things uh, with finite time? Okay, so I've been a member, well, I used to be a paying member of lynda.com, right? And um, now you can get it for free through the library. That is something that is my go-to in in the beginning of COVID. When I started getting all of the uh, interest from my clients, I thought, you know, I better brush up on this a little bit. I'm going to go back where I did original uh, Woo training and and rewatch some of those videos. And, you know, I did that. I am somebody who definitely works in my own system. I do not have clients come to me and say, hey, I found this cool theme on Theme Forest and will you build me? And it's no, I won't. (laughs) So you're going to get my system because that's what I'm an expert at and you're going to get the best product from me that way. So in terms of what I'm doing now and, and everything I am doing is small. I see the, I can see all the things like you could just be a WooCommerce developer designer and just have that be your whole, I mean, it's huge. It's huge and overwhelming, but I, my focus is to narrow that to fit the clients and the system that I use. So, um, but I, I put training in my calendar. Like I know I need to stay on top of things and, and I do, you know, I will pay attention to what's happening with Gutenberg and because I know that, you know, perhaps I'll be moving on to something else in like, I, you know, I, I was in the Genesis and studio press arena for like eight years. I really only built using that. And when I started with Beaver Builder, I used it with Genesis And then, you know, I eventually started using it with the Beaver Builder um, theme, and then I went to Themer. This episode is brought to you by WooCommerce. You may just be starting your journey as a Woo Builder or will into that journey. Or perhaps you have WooCommerce talents that you want to bring to a team as you look to make a switch in your career. WooCommerce has several roles open that will likely fit your own goals of growth. You'll be joining the larger automatic team, a diverse and distributed group of individuals with a passion for WordPress and yes, in many cases, WooCommerce. If you are looking to make that career pivot and love working from home, check out all their positions over on our job listings at dothewoo.io. Trust me, I know the company. I know a lot of the people there. It's a smart move. Thanks to WooCommerce.com and their support as a community sponsor. Now let's head back to the show. Can you talk a little bit about, because from my point of view, 
I, I look fairly agnostically at a lot of the different ecosystems. They all have different, they all have different values and different strengths. How did you make that transition? So you were in one ecosystem for a long time. You knew it, you had a system there. What was your trigger for saying, okay, I'm going to change my system. Okay. So there is a, a web designer um, in Duval. Her name is Anne Marie Gill and she and I run incredibly similar businesses. Okay. And we've known each other for years um, I, I resisted page builders because I thought it was cheating, right? Because I would code everything and I was in the PHP file and I, I, you know, was on all of the Genesis, um, tutorial sites, memberships, had everything, had, you know, Oaks filters, everything. Yeah. Yeah. The whole deal. And she kept saying, Cammy, you got to change. You have to take a look at this. They're having the Black Friday sale. This is in 2016. So I just kind of trusted her and said, okay, I'm just going to buy it. So, you know, I went for the agency level and uh, she kind of, we met at a coffee shop. She gave me kind of the run through with Beaver Builder. And it, it was really hard to get used to because I was so, but then I found out, well, hey, there's a place for me to put my own code here. And then when I showed it first to a client, like, you know, here, we built your website with this. They were like, I love this. I love being able to drag and drop. And I had dabbled in Divi and a couple other things along the way. This was just a slam dunk with the customer. Yeah. So that was in my mind. It's like, okay, I'm going to switch everything I'm going to change everything that I do and switch to this. I want to take that point because I think that's part of the key there. What I see, uh, I guess, a concern for folks, especially if you're solo, is that you can get stuck in a certain way for a long time because it, it's really important to play to that strength of systems and processes. Like that's part of what makes it work. So the question becomes like, how do you stay with the times, or how how do you how do you uh, reevaluate. I'm hearing a few things from you. There's the training aspect, like scheduling time to learn, to just understand more. But the other big factor here is this sort of relationship component, being part of a community where someone else who is like, hey, Cammy, you got to take a look at this. Right. And being, I don't care, if you can talk a bit about that, like as a member of the community, you talk about what, a bit of what that's meant to you or or what advice do you have, especially for people who are new, who are like, you know, I think I want to do this. There's so many resources out there. It can be really overwhelming. And, it's, and in my experience, and it sounds like in yours, relationships and being a part of community is a, a key way to navigate that. I'm curious for your thoughts on on that. Well, because I've been in BNI for 10 years, and that is totally relationship marketing. Um, I, I think I went to my first WordCamp in 2013, and that kind of introduced me to the local WordPress community. I didn't really get very involved in the WordPress community until a couple of years ago, though, just time constraint, other than helping at WordCamp. I am a, on the pro expert panel for GoDaddy. I've been doing that since 2016, um, basically because I was a squeaky wheel. And um, I was having problems hmm. with uh, after they merged with Managed WP. Well, that led me to be a pro ambassador for them, and they sent me to WordCamp US. So once I got into that arena, and I'm meeting all these people that I know on Twitter, and 
meeting the various customers that come in the booth. So I'm, I'm like in the booth at GoDaddy talking to other customers about the products that they have for web developers. And I felt very comfortable doing that because Manage WP is the tool I use to manage my care plan. I just started to see, so I see Bob there, like, hey, I know you, right, in Nashville. And um, <laughs> that exposed me. So, like, now I'm paying att attention to what all the people I admire do, right? So I think that you can take cues and mm. um, from all the people around you. And so many people in the WordPress community are doing trainings, you know, from uh, Amy Hall is somebody who does trainings with MailChimp. And I met her at WordCamp. And, you know, I would consider her a great friend. Um, Jocelyn Mozak, um, another really great friend. And so I've just been exposed to learning how other people in do their or are running their business. And it's helped me just pick little tidbits that I utilize myself. One of my frust not frustration, I won't call it one of the challenges I see with just how much growth we've had in the WordPress and WooCommerce ecosystem is how many options there's right. more and more options all the time for doing things, right? A plugin for this, plugin for that. Like how do you navigate? And I personally am optimistic that 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 we're gonna do a better job as a whole of curating and guiding people towards better options. In the meantime, what makes it work from my perspective, and I think that'll this will always be key. Is like what you're is that is that sense of community and people who are willing to share what they've learned to put their their guidance out there to write tutorials to create video courses etc where they're putting that expertise out there and that that's a big part I think of what makes this ecosystem special and you still have to reach out like you you you're clearly interested and curious to you're following folks on Twitter you're looking to see what others are doing uh, but it's not that hard to satisfy that curiosity and be exposed to more things and develop your trusted sources of inputs. Yeah. I think reaching out to even, you know, I, I can't remember exactly when, but you know, I was upset about something and just shot off this random email to GoDaddy and ended up in, in Mendel's um, inbox. Right. And so that, interaction led to me being on this customer panel that led to me being their, you know, part of their traveling team. And all of those things wouldn't have happened if I had hesitated at all to reach out to somebody. Right. And I think that um, there's an openness in the WordPress community that is just waiting for people to, to reach, you know, reach out to. So I have a little Facebook group called Webcami Cafe and a website to go along with it. And I'm not offering courses. I'm not doing anything like that because I'm a solopreneur and I don't have time. <laughs> but I have this little community growing that it's a bunch of web designers and we're just all there helping each other and sharing information. And that has just been a really wonderful thing that has happened over the last couple of years. So I don't know if I'll ever do anything with it. Um, but for right now, it just serves its purpose of being a place where people can reach out for help. Well, it sounds like you're already doing the thing to do with it, which is creating a space. Yes, exactly. Like some, some, sometimes that's all that you need to do, right? Like just creating a space, a trusted space where you can bring people together where community happens. Where community happens. And I, I know there's a lot of 
But again, in, in that same vein that people say you have to be an agency, a lot of people are like, okay, you got to do courses, you got to do this, you no, have to do that. No. <laughs> but the solopreneur knows yeah. when they can't do, you know, I can't take away from my client work. So, you know, it's a, it's a balance, um, but everybody ha- can just find their own balance, right? Yeah, and I think it's interesting how you mentioned about so much stuff being out there and how do you, you know, with the whether platform plugins. And I look back at, you know, 13 years of this and I think everything that, you know, I've tried, you know, yeah, I throw plugins on, I, you know, try this and that, but the ones that have stuck with me and the platforms, you know, I went through my Genesis for many years. I went through my Beaver Builder for many years. I've been in Moo many years. I could probably go, this is a very odd way of looking at it, but I could go into the, my plugin page on my dashboard and look at my site anytime and think of the people behind each one of those plugins, how long I've known them, what I've developed as far as relationship with them, because I probably know, especially the ones that are fairly solid in there and been in there for over the years. I know the company and the yeah. people behind this thing as much as I know the plugin. And that's part of the reason that it's got to be a good plugin. I mean, it's got to function. It's got to be good. But it's also the reason that right. I probably stuck with a lot of this because, I mean, WooCommerce, it was WooThemes. You know, back in 2000, God, I think 2008 or 2009 is when I first started getting it. I even got to know the people there. So when WooCommerce was released in 2011, it was like a no-brainer to me because I'd already been working with this company. I said, these people know what they're doing. You know, I've got to look at this thing. So I'm going to get into this. I'm going to start dabbling in this. And it was a natural. So that I think a lot of times we don't realize, maybe not for everybody, but a lot of us realize how much the community part of it plays in that whole scheme of things, how you run your business, how you, the tools you use and stuff. And it's not a bias. It's not whatever. It's what works for you and where you're the most comfortable. Cami, mm-hmm. so as you're seeing the interest in, in e-commerce and Woo particularly grow in, in what you're doing, as you think about the future and sort of what you're doing, the clients that you're serving, is there anything that you're interested in seeing more of in the WooCommerce ecosystem or or areas that WooCommerce might improve that align with the things that are important to you and in, in the way that you do business? Um, well, maybe you guys can help me figure out if this even exists already, but I am a checklist person and I have been trying to come up with a way, and this is something that I think will help me in onboarding, like onboarding my Woo clients, right? So the customers that are coming to me and need a shopping cart, I would love to have the development of having some sort of checklist that is like the, you know, something I can share with them to say, okay, we're going to, we're ready to put your products on. And here's this quick checklist of things Hmm. that I need you to supply for me. And, you know, I've been searching all over for a simple one or just anything in that arena. And I, I haven't found it yet. I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but I'm, I'm saying like more, more of help in for the designer who's working with the client. So we all know that, you know, we, there's training on how to use the plugin itself, but how can I better onboard my client to provide what I need to implement the plugin for them? Right. Tammy, is it more about, uh, like best practices and process, like more from the like the business perspective of like 
you know, you want to, if you're going to upload products, you want to have a product description and the photos and here's some best practices and that like. Exactly. But it's also, um, you know, I use loom a lot. And so I'm considering just making my own little video of walking them through the settings and woo and showing them the places where I need them to fill in the information. Because a lot of times there's things that only, you know, are customer driven. They've got the product. They've, they're doing the weights and all this stuff. And it it comes back to, this is going to sound odd, but when I first started my business to kind of fill in, um, time when before I was starting to get a lot of uh, web design clients, I sold things on eBay. And um, anyway, I, I had like a whole checklist of everything, the person that was sending me something to sell. So I am definitely a checklist person. And um, you it just makes the process of building their website go better if I've got a checklist of what they need to send me. So I've got a couple of thoughts. Uh, so we earlier this year published on the WooCommerce blog, we did one earlier this year and then last year, a pre-launch checklist for, uh, there was one that's focused on the essentials. And then we did one earlier this year that was focused on membership sites. And uh, what I'm just curious about, that might be interesting for folks listening. I know that was fairly exhaustive. It was more through the lens of the store owner themselves, but I would be really curious for your feedback because I agree. And that's ultimately an area where I think we've been thinking more at WooCommerce about okay, what kind of education can we can we provide that's helpful to folks, where we can take the insights that we learn across the ecosystem and aggregate them and bring them together and say, hey, here's a set of best practices that's going to get you most of the way there, mm-hmm. and you know you're going to then you'll you'll adapt it further for what your clients need specifically. But I'd be curious for your feedback on those. That was our starting point. I would be happy to review this and. Um, see if I can take it down to what I'm talking about, not necessarily the setup for my end, but just communicating the setup to the customer and getting them to fill in the needed blanks. Yeah. And I think that it'd be awesome if it's helpful for you. And I think, but this is not unique. This is one of the areas where uh, there's a lot of knowledge in the open source ecosystems that is unintentionally secret knowledge, right? Where it's like someone's worked out best practices. No one's trying to hide it, but it's like the work has to be done to get it out in the open, to bring together the best practices from this person and this person and this experience. So yeah, I, I think uh, I'd love to hear more of that. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think best practices can easily be translated into I think what is the most important thing for the business owner like myself, which is the customer onboarding with the product that I'm using. Yes. So the any help in helping me onboard my client to in in making the most of this plugin that I've um, put on their website, the better the you know the the more successful the use of that plugin is. And that's ultimately what we're after with WooCommerce. The mission is democratizing commerce. And that's mm-hmm. like having helping more people have success in e-commerce. And frankly, that's whether they use WooCommerce, the software or not. The mission goes beyond that. Obviously, we love the software. But at the end of the day, we want to see more people have success. And a lot of it is education is a big factor of that. Like, what do we learn? It's not just the software. It's the education around it, and it's the community of, of support and, and sort of connection that you get from 
you know, being able to share those experiences with others. Right. And also um, helping your customer not go down the rabbit hole. Like, you know, I, I've had a lot of clients that, you know, they'll start playing around themselves and they're like, but I found this and then I ended up here and I couldn't find my way back. And, you know, um, that's where I like to guide them to just specifically what, what I want them to do and what's most beneficial for them now, knowing that they can grow, right? They can always add more features later. All right. Excellent. Well, I, I like to always end the show when the co-host gives guests some homework. So um, that's that's always good to do. You know, it's a, it's a good place to kind of um, fade out into the sunset. But no, seriously. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it, Bob. I would do the homework. Yeah, I know you will. I know you will. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and um, I'm going to um, mention the sponsors one more time here. Uh, WooCommerce.com talked about WooCommerce 4.8, but also, you know, check out their site, check out our site, some little news around MailPoet and WooCommerce, a new partnership and some exciting stuff there. So I think you're going to see a lot. You can kind of just read it and dream about what's in the future. And then, of course, with PayPal, do check out their PayPal checkout extension on the WooCommerce marketplace. It's a free plugin. It's not going to cost you anything. Plug it in and not only gives you the uh, buy now, pay later, but it also gives you them the module to put a you know checkout on your site instead of sending them to PayPal. So you will definitely want to check that out. And Cami, this has been great. I this is we told you this. You never know where the conversation is going to go. It's always it always goes in incredible directions. And uh, yeah, we love this. Where where can people connect with you? Um, they can find me at webcami.com. That's my business website. But webcamicafe.com is where you could uh, hook up and uh, check out my Facebook group. If you're another, if you're a freelancer and you're just looking for a supportive team of other web designers across the United States, um, there's some great people in there. And um, it's a very supportive community to go if you're having issues with a with a website you're developing or you just want to share some information. Excellent. All right. Well, everyone do visit do the woo.io. You know, it's more than this podcast. I have news on there. I have jobs on there. I have, man, I have everything on there. I have a blog on there with all sorts of good stuff on it. So do check that out. And again, would just like to thank you to Cammy for taking the time to join us today. Thanks. I had a great time. Very cool. Well, everyone, till the next time, do the boot. <laughs>